Hello and welcome to the 44th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of lukewarm takes and mental breaks, hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the age of stars to my Elden Lord, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Long Live Pod. We also have a YouTube, which is also Long Live Play. It's all very confusing, and our SEO is way worse than I thought it was, because I actually checked it on not my computer, uh, so I'm going to add that to the link tree on our other socials. Look out for that. It's way easier to find us that way. With that out of the way, Kale, how are you going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Nothing groundbreaking to report. I'm a little low. I'm a little flat, actually. I'm a little tired, if you will. I could use several days of sleep, or at least prostate rest. And I don't mean like my prostate. I mean the position I would be in was I would be prostate. <laughs> you know? It sounds like your butthole got a real working <laughs> and you need it to be rested. Now. I need it to. So I, I just let's not start using crazy big words that mean something different today than they did a hundred years ago and just mm. use the regular words that people know. Otherwise it sounds like you've had one too many fingers in the butthole. <laughs> Look, I'm getting Nothing older. Wrong with that dude. I'm getting Nothing older. Whatever you're into. When do we need to do that? It gets to a point where we need to get fingers in the butthole, right? I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I think 50. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait for that- 20 years and then see if you got cancer. That's You know when we need to do it? We need to do it when we go to the doctor and the doctor puts a rubber glove on very knowingly. <laughs> You're sort of a little a little medical science bitch. I imagine you go regularly. I don't really go to the doctor unless something's a wrong. A medical science bitch. Yeah, as long as I've known you, you're always like getting some like a therapeutic massage. Someone's like straightening your hideous curved spine. There's always like some checkup, dermatologist, nasal doctor. I don't know. You seem to have a medical team involved in keeping you running. <laughs> Uh, firstly, an, a nasal doctor doesn't exist. It's an ENT, which is an ear, nose, and throat. They specialize in all of it. Because one I of them, you just wouldn't have enough. Work. I guess you would know that. Uh, <laughs> secondly, I've never gone to a dermatologist. Thirdly, look, I have gone to a physio from time to time. You know, it's important to get a little checkup if something's not feeling great. Mm. I had lower back problems for a long time. Went to a physio once. She sorted me out. I haven't had lower back problems since. So well, that's money well spent. Uh, it's important. I know. And uh, you know what? Wasn't a lot of money. So happy days. <laughs> Perks of living in Australia. It's funny I used those exact examples. Like, I have been to a dermatologist, and I kind of need to go again. I do just, like, have some weird skin spots that need to be looked at. Yeah, it's not great. I do need to go get my skin checked, so I'm booked in to see my doctor in a couple weeks just for a little skin check, because I haven't had one for, like, three years, and we live in Queensland, and you definitely... It definitely should get your skin checked in uh, Queensland. Cancer ain't no joke. Especially skin cancer, because I always thought skin cancer was kind of not a huge deal, but there's also like a, a not so bad skin cancer and like a really bad skin cancer. And the mm. really bad one, you, you you have a real bad time with that one. So definitely important to get your skin checked. You do know PSA. like, yeah, a real Queenslander like just routinely has the, the little skin cancers cut out when they get to like yeah. 50. You just go on and have a yeah. little, little cancer removals. If you haven't had like a Nelly Band-Aid on your face... Then you're really not a Queenslander just yet, because it just means you haven't had one cut out just yet. Uh, look, I take care of you. I take care of myself. I try to anyway, mm. and I think it's important. And when you get really old, I think it'll pay off that you took care of yourself younger. You know what I mean? The one I do try and be on top of is the dentist, and I'm actually due. I'm actually overdue. 
Uh, so I guess I have let that one slip. But that that's one I really feel like if you let that get away, you are in for a fucking world of hurt, both financially and physically. It's actually funny you say that because yesterday I was meant to go to my dentist. Mm. It's very weird that you say this, actually, that we brought this up at all. Uh, and then I got a call maybe an hour before my appointment being like, hey, sorry, your dentist is out for a couple of weeks because her daughter has COVID. And I was like, you know what? That's actually so fair because the last time I was booked in to see you guys, I got COVID and I couldn't <laughs> see you. So that's okay. Uh, but my teeth are just kind of shit and I hate them. And not that they look necessarily shit, but oh. they kind of do. But every time I go to the dentist, no matter how well I brush, I brush twice a day. Look, I don't floss that much. I'm going to be really honest with everyone here. But that's not the problem I have. The problem is no matter how much I brush, I go in and they're like, you need a filling. You have a cavity. Yeah, okay. Every time. Almost every single time. And I probably get my teeth checked every six months. Mm. Get my like wash, like my clean and stuff in there as well. And so I got back from America a couple of years ago and I went to the dentist and the dentist was like, okay, you've got a, it was a different dentist at this time. Same practice, different dentist, kind of an older guy, borderline racist, just saying like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> he, tried to sound, he tried to be woke, but by saying things that were not good. Anyway, uh, he retired eventually, but um, I got, when I'm I saw sorry, him, I, I want examples. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> So when I saw him, he was like, you have, a, you, have one, you have a couple cavities. One of them's particularly bad. We want to deal with that first just so it doesn't get too bad. I was like, all good. Got a filling. Happy days. About four months ago, I was like, ah, my tooth is like super sensitive to hot and cold. Saw my new dentist and she was like, that's really weird. I was like, why? And she's like, well, you've got a filling there and the filling's fine. But underneath it, it's just full of decay. And so what has oh, happened most yeah. likely is this old guy who was a little bit... He was old. He was really old. He retired, so he must have been fucking old. And I don't think he was very good at this point by the time I was seeing him. Mm, he was and it seems like he it just, in. He seems like he phoned it in <laughs> and just didn't clean out my tooth properly, put a filling over the top and called it a day. Mm. And while I'm here living a fancy-free life thinking it's all good, my tooth is slowly rotting from the inside. And then she was like, look, we'll try and fix it, but it's pretty bad. And if it is still a problem after I do this, it's going to be a root canal. Huh. This is, is fun. Fucked. I, I think we're really on to... You've really just unlocked something with the world of racism and dentistry because I've experienced it too. I When I went to Thailand, I had a an implant put in. And for people that don't know, that means they fucking drill into your jawbone and attach like a little titanium little guy and then they attach like a, a fake tooth onto that. It's like kind of the... You got like a porcelain veneer. Yeah, it's sort of like it's a bit different though, because it's it's like a long term, more permanent thing. Yeah, yeah. So veneers, like porcelain veneers, are the same thing. They drill like essentially they put a screw into your jaw and then okay. screw a tooth on top of that. Maybe I just didn't understand what a veneer was, but anyway, I think that's what it is anyway. So I I, I went to this place in Phuket and it was like a beautiful dentistry. Like the guy that did the work had like studied in California. There's like a massive, massive like photo of him on the wall, like giving a speech at like it was like the university of california or something like you know very highly credentialed man he'd apparently like pioneered this technique and then i come back to australia and someone was like where did you get this work done and i was like thailand and they immediately scoffed and were like oh you know they don't do great work over there i was like no this dude was like a fucking og he was a highly <laughs> highly decorated man i will say it was weird though because you walk in you know, it's a dentist, it's a medical practice, everything's very clean. You take your shoes off, you just take your shoes off. So everyone... In the dentist? Yeah. No one's wearing shoes. Oh. It's a, I think it's a Buddhist thing. It's, 
So that's a little odd. That's kind of, I feel like, a safety problem. Like, is the dentist have no shoes on? No, he no one has shoes on. No, they're all... That feels like... Socks, but no shoes. It seems like a safety problem. Like, you you drop something on how to... But I don't know. Australian work, health, and safety would not appreciate that. It's, yeah, that's. But anyway, back to me for a second. I don't <laughs> know if you've ever had a root canal, Kale, but I've had one root canal in America, and I was fortunate enough that I had very good health insurance at the time, and it probably cost me like three hundred and fifty dollars for the root canal itself, and you need to get a, a porcelain crown made. All right. And it gets put on over the top of your essentially dead tooth, I presume. In Australia, without good. In health insurance, which I don't have. I've got uh, extras. It'll cover me for a little bit, but it's going to cost like five grand. This is why I went to Thailand, because it's the exact same procedure, but it's half the price. It's like two. Well, part of me, part of me is like, is there like a dental association that I can claim some of this cost from? Because I went to a dentist who was meant to do a job and he fucking phoned it in and blew <laughs> it. And, you know... Was a racist about it as well. Yeah, honestly, no, well, not to me necessarily, but he knew I was an American. He said some weird shit that I was like, okay, okay, let's talk and more focusing on my teeth because one time I went for a clean with that same old dude and I swear, and I swear on my life, he only cleaned my top teeth. Yeah, this And then is he a... was like, okay, that's all done. And then I got out of the chair and I was like, but my bottoms. I, I think he forgot. That's okay. It's fine. It's a free clean, I guess. But see you later and i just think he just wasn't all there at the end and i i feel like someone owes me some money certainly someone certainly this man this aged decrepit man from a bygone era and let's be honest he probably has money like he's been a dentist Mm. for what 30 plus years 40 years he's probably got so much money to retire on he can afford to give me like five grand for the Probably inevitable root canal. If I don't need now, I will need at some point in the future. Is it possible he did it intentionally? Like he didn't. You didn't take the bait. That yeah, he maybe. Laid down maybe. And he was like, "Well, I'm going to punish this little idiot." His eyes probably weren't fantastic, and he saw that my name was Govinda, and he probably oh. just was like, "It might not have even been conscious. Subconsciously, <laughs> he just assumed my race and acted accordingly." That is something we need to investigate, whether you've experienced accidental racism due to your, your name. <laughs> it's possible. I, I actually, like, very possibly. I There's a point now where I'm like, maybe it works in my favor. Mm. That, like, like mm. I, I always think about me applying for a job, right? Yeah. Where I send off my resume. There's no photo. Just yeah. a resume. Yep. And I'm wondering now if, like, maybe in the past it might not have worked well for me, but now people are like, well, we need to be more diverse. We need to be diverse. Yeah, yeah. sure. But then I show up and they're like, what? <laughs> You're, <laughs> You're fired, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, Yeah, you have the Indian first name, but you have a fairly anglicized last name, which is... Not a common one, though. No, but it, it's like me. Like, I have an Arabic first name, but I have a very Anglo last name in adam well your last name is a first name too also so that's what do you what do you what do you, what do you is that a, like a classist statement yeah i think serial killers are typically named with two first names i guess you're lucky that your first name's like uh, not really a first name you know what i mean mm. it's like a vegetable mm. did we ever ask how you're doing or was this just because i was like oh, I don't, i'm a bit tired today <laughs> i just need us to be clear about something okay this segment i, I it loosely call it a segment but it is we do it, it every is week. a segment it's not how we going. It's how you're going. It's more like what's and going on. It's how are you going. Yeah, I'm not introspective. I don't talk about myself. We talk about you, and then we move on from you into <laughs> games, and then we continue with our gaming podcast after we talk about racist dentists for the first 10 to 15 minutes. It's like, it's a lot of pressure to put on me, but I, 
don't think I've ever really wilted, except for the one time. I think there was one time where the how you going, it wasn't up to snuff, but I think this is solid gold. We've really drilled down into the jawbone of the dental industry. I was about to say I'm not one to float my own boat, but I am. And I only think this went as well as it did because I made it so. You really came in with nothing. You were like, how are you? Like, "Eh, I'm okay. I'm a bit flat. Well, no, what I did, and maybe you don't appreciate it, is I kind of (laughs) came at you hard about the frail body, the sort of hypochondriacism, (laughs) and then you reacted, and we went from there using the skills we learned in improv class. That we've yes, never and. taken. <laughs> yeah, that we've yes, never and taken. Kale. <laughs> yes, I do take care of my body and my dentist is a racist. <laughs> One of the worst hours of my life was I took myself to an improv class and it was the worst. I'm sorry, drama You took folks. yourself to an improv class? I did, I did. I, I when? Relatively recently. I was like 26 or 27. So was like, this when you were in Melbourne and you had to get in touch with like the hipster crowd? No, it was in Noosa. It was even worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> That's probably why it was so bad as you went to an improv class with like a small town oh, it's, client. It's weird. I, actually, I feel like we've spoken about this because I think that was when we were doing the I last podcast. I did not podcast. know this until right now. Yeah, okay. I think I, it was actually when we were doing the old podcast. I was like, oh, maybe this will be a fun thing to do. It wasn't. Can you, can you imagine how high into the stratosphere we would have gone if we'd continued the old podcast? Yeah, look, it was a thing of beauty. Actually, I, We'd I, be household names by this, by this point, right? I prefer this one. The branding is better. The, the, the imagery. It's much more professional. If <laughs> It's a sliding scale, but the quality is better. Audio. Yeah, look, to be fair, I, I, didn't, I didn't edit the last one as aggressively as I edit this one. I can't remember what equipment we're on either, but this seems... It seemed more convoluted. This is a lesser setup, but the quality is way better. Um, well, what we were doing is we... Oh, it doesn't matter. I think we should just move this right along, Kale. What else? Anything else? I don't know. It, it has been... I feel like it's, this week comes around so quickly. I feel like I've just been at work. I've done... Well, look, what we can do, if you like. I will talk about how I'm doing. And it's not about how I'm doing in life, but it's going to tie straight into what we're playing because I, too, have now achieved the ultimate rank of mm. Elden Lord in Elden Ring. And on top of that, I have followed in your footsteps and attained that platinum trophy. Congratulations, by the way. But it Well, thank you. It's probably one of the better platinums I've ever gotten. It's not... Yeah. You just play the game, really, and then you do that little tidy up. You got to do the fuckery with the save file, but it's not... There's one missable that would be a that would be a big cunt if you missed it. Or like you said, offline, like if you fucked up that save file thing, that would be pretty devastating as well. <laughs> yeah, dude. The, okay, so that was my one problem with this trophy list is I think like just finishing the game should be enough. And I don't think the, plat- the trophy for every ending is really super necessary mm. because you really just like at the end have to do a bit of a fuck around to get all of the endings, right? It's a FromSoft game, so the endings are very vague, and they're like, you know... Exactly, yes. exactly. So I feel like the trophy for each of the endings felt a little unnecessary, because then it... F- like, I, I'm, whoever made the, tr- the list, do they really think people are going to just do the game three times, or do they just expect people to do the save file scum like we did? They actually do. And I, I really love this list in particular, because, like, the old... The Dark Souls lists are like, get every spell. 
Or whereas yeah. at least this is like just get the legendary, get the legendary ones, ones, which is like I could even do without that if I'm being totally honest. But it's that's much more considerate, I think, of yeah. your time. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, it wasn't too bad. It was actually really funny because there was like a, there was a probably three bosses that I think really were the biggest pain, and I will confess on this podcast in front of everyone, I cheesed Mog Lord of Blood or whatever whatever his name is. And I cheesed him so aggressively mm. that he didn't move. And I just st- st- stood next to him and rotted him and poisoned him until and bled him until he died without swinging at me once. It's what I did. I'm not, I'm not ashamed. I feel like these games are so aggressive that if you get a little cheeky win like that, it's not the end of the world. You sort of like need to just take the, the W when you can. <laughs> you know, it's... So, funnily enough, Mog, Lord of Blood, was the bane of me for a while. Mm. Redan also was the bane of me. Um, the final, like, two bosses, probably, like, they were tough, but they were not the hardest, in my opinion. And Millennia, at the end of the day, I summoned two people, and we just yeah. went in there. And I was shocked I could summon, because I was, like, it was at the end of my run, I was, like, level 167. Yeah. And I could still summon people, and... Two of us just were throwing flies to bleed her while the other one would just distract her and she just didn't stand a chance, really. Yeah. Like, the AI, for as good as it is... Actually, it's not even really that good, but it just can't handle three players, I don't think. It's it's not trivial, but it, it really struggles with that. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think as long as you know how someone distract... And the fact that we were both throwing out, blo- like, bleed flies really, I think, was the kicker. Because that was my plan initially was to just go in myself with my scythe and just start bleeding her until she died and then i just summoned a couple and like literally the second time i tried we were just bleeding the shit out of her and she didn't stand a chance but funnily enough one of the most difficult bosses that i found was Mm. annoyingly for i think it was to get one of the legendary ashes remains and it was uh electo black knife ringleader oh yeah i didn't have trouble with that but I, i remember that that fight you can't summon. The problem with That's that what is it you is. can't summon, right? Yeah, so yeah. it was the real test of like <laughs> my metal. And I was like, ah, oh, bro, you are ruining me. And eventually I, I sacrificed my Blasphemous Blade for a faster, fully upgraded like straight sword. And that was the key and just being super aggressive. But uh, yeah, dude, Electo, Elect, Electo Black Knife Ringleader was the pain. Because it was like one of the last things I was collecting <laughs> for the collectible stuff. And then after all said and done, one of the most frustrating, frustrating moments was that last bit to get the frenzied flame ending where you have to do the platforming bit. It's some fuckery. I I literally, on Sunday night, I literally spent five hours just trying to finish this game and get the platinum and whatever. And I had such a good run of like boss fights and finishing bosses. And I was sending you updates. I was going being like, oh, this has been a productive night. I'm on on the verge. (laughs) And then I got to this little platforming section. It was the literal last thing I had to do. And it was driving me insane. Well, yeah. I was getting more mad than any boss loss. It was just me falling to my death trying to get down this fucking hole. Oh, my God. Made me so mad. Govinda, we also explored perhaps most of the first level of the Destiny to the Witch Queen expansion. It I just feel kept going. Who knows? It did. It was aggressive. It, it felt like hours, but was perhaps one. <laughs> uh, it's fun. It's more Destiny. I'm looking forward to getting more into it. I don't even know if I can speak about it that much it was, that's it we played for like 40 minutes maybe yeah they added a legendary difficulty which is appreciated but then i realized we were kind of under leveled when we started it so we were struggling a little bit i mean I we were, the challenge it was a fun challenge but we were getting our 
fucking teeth kicked in, it felt like. <laughs> it was really Yeah, we tough. were really relying on weapons and armor dropping during it just to get us up a little bit because yeah. that one area was tough. And then we it just kept going. Like, there was... Probably two times during that entire level where I was like, oh, this has to be the end of it. And then you're like, oh, no, we're still going. Yeah. And it just it, we never finished it. So I hopefully we don't have to do it all again. That's my, my real hope is that we start where we finished last time. That would suck. Destiny's a weird one because it's like, it's just a, I think it's a really good game. But it's quite samey, in my opinion, like the expansions. Like, it's just it's just a new location. You're still doing Destiny shit. Like, you're still doing weird little yeah. light raid mechanics and jumping things and shooting a million. Waves dudes. come and you just wave after wave and certain enemies are priority enemies. So they drop something for you. Like, it's, but it's, I don't know, it was, the challenge was good. And I, it is such a solid shooter, like, all round. Mm. And they added some stuff to like the the Void Walker class if you want to do that. Annoyingly, they didn't add anything to any other class, just the Void Walker one, which was very no. strange. But to be fair, that was always the case. Like they announced that months ago. Like yeah, I know, but it just seems it does seem it, like it seems it like it seems money grabby because then they'll do more DLC and they'll be like, finally, we did this one. For yeah, you that you've been waiting for rather than just doing them all at once. But whatever. And it also feels like I would use like a one of the fire classes for my titan and now it feels kind of gimped it doesn't feel as good as the new and I f- yeah and then i feel like then the meta changes and everyone just uses the same void walker class with the same void walker skills yeah because that's the only one that got buffed with all the extra stuff so look at it it's a fun shooter and it's for i don't know what was it 50 bucks like oh i'll have some fun with it for a little bit. Yeah. I did like the challenge. I, I found Destiny was getting to a point where it was like a little bit just like run through. Everything dies immediately and you just yeah. keep going. So the challenge was appreciated and it goes for so long. I was saying to you, it actually felt like those good old Halo legendary days. Like, yeah, like yeah, where it's yeah. actually hard and you need to think about it. Like you can't just shoot them. <laughs> yeah. We were being a lot more tactical about when we were dropping out. Like your ultimate had a shield that would pop up and like... Mm. It was definitely a lot more tactical and we had to stay close together because they added a mechanic and maybe just in the legendary difficulty, but we haven't played the other one where if a teammate goes down, you only have 30 seconds to pick them up. Otherwise, you fail. Yeah, and that seemed to be cumulative. So if you went down again... You don't have a full 30 seconds. You have whatever you have yeah. left. Like, yeah, that yeah, was so that was a nice little element in there as well, which made it a bit more fun. But we'll we'll keep doing it. We were talking about streaming it. Sometimes I just don't feel like it. So who knows if it's going to happen <laughs> or not. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, it's not about the pressure. I just don't know. Like, I just wish Kale could stream sometimes. Cause we can. I just have that potato it. internet compared to your good, good city internet. It is true. I just think that you... We can talk about this later, but you <laughs> so, can't just you gotta you can't just call your service provider and be like, be better. You just have to change. You know, you have to change yeah, no, it's a whole thing. and be better. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's fine. I will say I'm very excited for Chrono Cross, which releases tomorrow, and this is just a remaster of a classic PS1 RPG. The pseudo sequel to Chrono Trigger, and I never played it, and I'm really looking forward to just having a fucking throwback turn-based JRPG after the glory that was Elden Ring, but this is going to be such a different pace. I'm excited. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to jump on board with that. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll I see. don't know that it's for you. Yeah, I don't I'm, think it is. I'm I, th- I think I know one. myself to know it's not. And I, I tried to play Chrono Trigger a while ago. I forget what it was on. I think it was, I had it on DS or something, and I just, I just didn't get into it. I don't know. It's a great game, apparently. It looked great. It was fine. I wonder what the uh, what the draw to Final Fantasy X is for you. Like, this should sort of be something that you like. Nostalgia. 
Yeah, it's a, it, it really is like just that game, isn't it? It's not the genre. Uh, actually, to be fair, I played like at, like years after Final Fantasy X came out. I played ninety percent of Final Fantasy VII, and then mm. something happened to my save. I lost twenty hours, and I, I remember that. Just, I remember I that well. Back. <laughs> I remember. But that I was well. like right at the end of Final Fantasy VII, and that was turn based. And I don't think I had any. Um, I don't think I had any of like the perks of like speeding it up and stuff. No, like that. I think I just did the OG playthrough. If I recall, that was on a PS3, and you were playing like the actual yeah, like the whatever version. The PS2 came classic, to. Or whatever it was. Yeah. PS1, but I don't want to be a dick about it. PS1 classic. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, there was that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I did start playing some uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yes. After I, I beat Elden Ring. Because similarly, I did play Horizon for a little bit, and I just didn't know what was going on. I didn't know where I was and what was going on. I just didn't keep playing it. And then I switched to Cyberpunk, and then I played that for a little bit, and I was like, I think this sucks. And then I went back to <laughs> Horizon. And then I was like, maybe I just need to stop. I just need to not play anything for a second. Honest, I don't know. Honestly, I'm having that thing where, like, no, I had this after Disco Elysium, where anything that I'm playing after it is sort of paling in comparison. Like, the fact that I tried... Um, some Horizon 2 and the fact that it wasn't Elden Ring I just kind of like bounced off it and I, that's not fair but it, this happened with Disco Elysium where I think I tried to play like one of the Trails games I was like oh the writing's so bad but it's not it's just that compared to that game it was yeah no it's not even that it was bad I think I just uh, Elden Ring was just a whole nother world for the last like six weeks it's a very different mindset to be in I will say I did just blast through the first level of Sekiro, because I was like, well, no one else can do it. It's got to be another FromSoft game. So that's been fun. And I got to say, part of the appeal there is Callum keeps getting into my fucking grills. Friend of the show, Callum. I never beat that last boss. I never beat Sekiro. Uh, And I don't know that I could get the platinum like he did. I'll admit that. But it does hurt that I never finished it. It does. Yeah, it doesn't hurt me so much. And it wasn't even... It was like a mini boss that broke me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to get across a bridge this dude was there. I was like, I'm not not doing this anymore because it's not... I'm but, not having fun. But anymore. immediately I feel like I I just did the training and everything and like I feel like the combat's clicking with me more after having just a fucking 120 hours into Elden Ring. Like there is a there's sort of like a muscle memory that's in me at the moment. So I think this might be a time to And again, I might be fall off by next week, but nah. we'll see. Uh, I think I'm just different in that like I like you finished Elden Ring and then just started a new game, a new game and started straight away again. Yeah. And I just <laughs> I don't have that in me. I got the platinum and I was like, "Okay, I'm good now." Like, I, I'm good. Maybe again at some point in the future I'll play it, but, like, I'll probably do what I did with Zelda Breath of the Wild and just play the first 20 hours and then stop again and not yeah. finish it again. You know what I mean? The Platinum's there. I'm happy with it. It was a... I did it sub 100 hours. Felt good about that. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, I did that. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just... I just need a break. I think I just put so much time into Elden Ring for so long. And I'm like, it's I just a big need... One. Give me a multiplayer game. I saw, what, Deep Rock Season 2 is coming out at the end of the month. Like, I'll... I'll rock and stone that shit again. Let's go. Oh, that was a good time. I'll I'll explore that. But Govinda, in the meantime, could I interest you in some quickfire news? Yes. Yeehaw! Hassan Karaman has emerged, Govinda, the elusive man behind the Blue Box Studio debacle, and he's given a couple of interviews. Now, I'll be honest. I linked here to the IGN interview. I have not seen that. But I did listen to Colin Moriarty's interview on Sacred Symbols Plus. And it's kind of disappointing, to be honest, because it turns out all the cool theories... I think this guy's a bit of a grifter. I'm going to be honest. It's harsh. I'll just quickly... 
I'll quickly leave a little note in there too. You watched it on Sacred Symbols Plus, but I just saw he, Colin tweeted that he's going to just release it for everyone. So oh, cool, I believe cool. you can watch it on YouTube, on Sacred Symbols YouTube at some point in the near future. I would, recom- I would recommend everyone watch it if you got sucked down the rabbit hole like we did. It was around this time last year, wasn't it? Maybe a little... Maybe a little later, but... Well, we're not at episode 52 yet, so probably not the same time, but yeah. close to. It's, it's hard because he is not a native English speaker. He is Dutch. It's a very interesting interview. I Like, Colin really presses him and actually calls him out on a lot of his bullshit, which it kind of is looking like it was intentional, just trying to, like, I don't know, get his... And, you know, power to him. He was trying to, like, get That's attention. marketing for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's... I don't know. It's a... Uh, it's a tough one. I wish it wasn't the case, but it sounds like this was an indie dev that just sort of overreached. There's too much to even go into right here, but I recommend everyone uh, watch it. Maybe we can leave a link to it. Nah, um, you got to give me more than that. Give me some cliff notes. What are they talking about? The Hassan Karaman being Hideo Kojima just appears to be a coincidence. That's, yeah, okay. you know, like uh, that seemed to be like the silver bullet back when we were talking about this, but that just seems to be a coincidence. Uh, the thing Colin really got stuck on was like, what about those fucking games that you were playing that don't exist? Like you have trophies for games that don't exist. What's that about? And he was just like, oh, I made the games. And, and I, I could be misremembering the exact details here, but it was along the lines of like, we have a dev kit. I made that game for my nephew. And so I just like popped some trophies and like it, I just had access to it. No one else did. And it was just yeah. stuff like that. Like just... And he was like, but how did... Easy explanations for things that people had complex answers for. Yeah, and he did kind of like wriggle out of a few things. He was like, you know, I NDA, I can't talk about that. But it was it was disheartening, I think. I think I wanted the myth and the legend to be more real than it was. Like all the stuff with the fucking interactive trailer demo that, you know, not even a first party studio has had access to. They were just kind of like, oh, he was just kind of like, I don't know. They just let me do it. <laughs> like they just, we pitched them. He asked they the question, and they'd never. Yeah, no yeah. one's ever asked the question. Before, it was crazy. Yeah. It was like just so mundane in a lot of ways. And then I don't know. Then too much of the interview was him actually trying to sell the game, which sounds boring as hell. <laughs> What's the game again? I don't even remember the name of it. Oh, uh, it's like it's again. I'm not doing him justice, but in my mind, it it felt like a. <laughs> he called of, it boring as hell, so I wasn't expecting. You well, to it, do him it's justice. it just seemed like a kind of a sore knockoff. It's like you know you get taken to a place abandoned there if you will and you just i don't know you like that's the game abandoned sorry i forgot that even the i should have game probably should have said that at the top but well you should have but hey this is one of those things it's like don't meet your heroes <laughs> it was, i well, like i don't think this dude was anyone's hero unless he was actually hideo kojima and then things would be different he asked him that he was like have you ever met hideo kojima and he was like no <laughs> he's like oh okay <laughs> apparently uh karaman did reach out to you know uh konami uh, actually, like, almost fearfully being like, hey, we're not pretending to be Silent Hill. We're not pretending to be, like, Kojima. Like, this is all just crazy. Like, we don't yeah. have a PR team. Like, So, yeah, I don't know. I thought I'd throw that in there. We'll see if anything else comes of it, but I think this is... It won't. Uh, the dream is dead. This will mean nothing to you, Govinda, but somewhere right now, again, second shout-out for the, for the episode, friend of the show, Callum, is going to have a full-on erection. Bandai Namco is interested in a collaboration with Brandon Sanderson. Does that name mean anything to you? Uh, yeah, isn't it uh, something in time? Wheels of Time? Yes, good author. catch. 
Good catch. Thank I'm, you. Thank you. I think I saw something about this. I'm, I'm, I can't. Oh, lie. that's I fine. I definitely saw something about it. I knew it was something of time. Yeah. I was going to say Kraken Time and realized that was a Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, but Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Bandai Namco obviously just published Elden Ring. That was a collaboration with George R.R. R. Martin. Another big name in that arena is Brandon Sanderson. He actually... Sorry, I misspoke. Brandon Sanderson just finished The Wheel of Time. The original author died uh, like 10 books into that 13 book saga. Uh, oh, so Brandon Sanderson did the last three books. Yeah, he was actually brought in at Robert Jordan's request. He was the original author. I love those books. I'm a fucking... Are the last three good? Yeah, they actually are. Yeah, I actually think oh, he did really? a good job. That TV show that just came out on Amazon is a fucking travesty. Yeah, I'll it seems like it. a very uh, tween drama. I like I hate yeah. it so much. It almost like retroactively ruins the books for me in a weird way. Like, <laughs> oh, that's sad. I'm like, this is not the world I dedicated. It seems like a very Riverdale kind of take on... Definitely, definitely. And that yeah. was not my... Like, uh, the Wheel of Time felt like Lord of the Rings to me. We, we can't go down that rabbit hole. But Sanderson is a very prolific author in his own right. I've kind of fallen off because he's written, like, literally 50 books in the last 10 years, and it's just too much for me. But this would be interesting. This would be, like, you give him a Soulsborne kind of game. I think that's kind of well, a cool... Well, like, does it say, is it from software or is it Bandai Namco? Because it might not be with From Software that the collaboration is with, right? The interview comes from Sanderson himself. He was, like, just talking to fans or whatever, and he said that he had been sent a copy of Elden Ring, uh, and it was like, hey, we'd like to collaborate with you. It, d- it didn't directly say From Software, but he himself, Sanderson, has a pitch for a Soulsborne-like game. Okay, okay. So that would be that well, would be interesting. Elden Ring 2 or no? That'd be weird. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's why I'm like, it. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like From would be working on Elden Ring 2. Honestly, I don't think, I think they could do that without anyone. They don't even need George Martin again. No, that's, what, that's what I mean. That's why I'm like, but it would just be interesting for them to collaborate with Brandon Sanderson when they're working on Elden Ring 2. If, I guess, if they're working on Elden Ring 2. It's a good idea. They like, might not. They might not. Like, they could just do a classic Demon Souls and be like, oh, this was amazing. We're going to do another game, name something else that's very similar. Yeah. I would, I mean, that's slightly a different story just because of the fuckery with the publisher and everyone fucked up and didn't realize how, what a big deal Demon Souls was. So they kind of let it go. Yeah, it's also throwing the name Elden Ring away after it being such a yeah smash hit. I hope we get a second one. I'd love that. I'd, I'm sure we will. I hope I'm they sure we will. fucking split teams and we get a Bloodborne 2 and an Elden Ring 2. I don't think I can go back, actually, uh, to Dark no, Souls. No, to like a regular Dark Souls. Yeah, I was going to say, what about like a Bloodborne-Elden Ring hybrid? Love it. Give me an open world. Like a... Fucking Bloodborne. Elden Blood, you know? Love that. <laughs> Pitch it. <laughs> if they call it that, I want money, dude. Moving right along, we talked about it. If you can... And we apparently cannot. Now is the time to jump back into Forbidden West because a new update just came out. And apparently it smooths a lot of things out. The performance is apparently better. This has come out since I tried it, so I can't I can't yeah. verify that. Less, less quote-unquote, shimmery. Yeah, I didn't really know what that mode. meant. Uh, I just think it's, you know, when like at a bit of a distance, grass and the wind looked a little bit weird and grainy and kind of weird looking. Yeah. I think it just smooths that sort of stuff out in performance mode. Yeah, that's interesting. It's so that's like I don't know. I didn't think it was too bad when I was playing it. It definitely was something I noticed, but I didn't like it. Didn't I pro- take too I much away from it. Promise, this is the last time I'll do a bad comparison. But also in this, everyone's freaking out because now, as a part of this update, you can just quickly, quickly gather resources. Like she doesn't actually do the animation. You can turn the animation off. 
You, okay, so I was going to say, because I played this like yesterday, I'm like, wait, that was not a thing. Yeah. Wait, you can just turn the animation off? Yeah. So it's an option. Yeah. Which, oh, dude, that's so clutch. Because that is was good. painful. It is good. Because after, again, after Elden Ring, I was like, it's really Can't tough deal. to take. Even, it's not even, a, it's like, it's not even a second. It's like a quarter of a second that she bends down and picks something up. But even that, I'm like, no. <laughs> there is, I just can't get past it. There is something about Horizon which seems amateurish to me. Like, I, I can't take credit for this, but I saw a great comparison, which was like, in Elden Ring, the mount feels like a good mount. It controls well. You can just fucking gather resources as you cruise around. In Forbidden West, and this is their second open world game, you literally have to use one of your skill points to unlock the ability to gather resources from your mount. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. I'm sure you do. You definitely nope, not not in Forbidden West. Off your mount from the get go, you can you can collect resources. I was literally Off. I did it and I haven't put anything into my mount at all. Cause I actually I thought I checked this. I'm just going to... We'll just time out. I'll check that. Yeah, no, it does seem right. No, I know, because I played it yesterday. And yeah, I no, didn't put anything into my mount at all, but... Okay, well, just uh, just cut that. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave a chunk of this in, because I, I, like I like to be right. So, yeah, you definitely don't have to get off your mount to collect in, in Forbidden West. You definitely had to do that in Zero Dawn without until you put a skill in there. And I don't even think it was one of the first skills. I think you had to go down the skill tree a little bit. The no time to pick stuff up is a big game changer because that is actually that felt so bad to me when I tried to play it after Elden Ring. I apologize, Gorilla. I don't know how I got that confused. That seems very. Uh... <laughs> I will say it was interesting. We were talking offline, like just about how hard it is to go back to a game where you have to call them out. Like you have to whistle, it comes, you push a button, you get on it, and then you have to. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like that in Cyberpunk too. Like I call, the car comes, it drives up, and I've got to get into it actively. I'm going to challenge you on the one thing though, as you were like, in Elden Ring, the horse is it's so good to con- it feels so good to control, mm. uh, and I don't think it does. I think the horse feels a little bit shitty, and I think the only reason that it feels good is because it has a double jump. But even the double jump is is like comes in handy. But if you're trying to platform with that horse, it's not fun. <laughs> The amount of times I spent on the side of a cliff trying to jump on those like tombstones hanging out with with torrent, I'm like, oh, no, oh damn it! Okay, oh, and you double jump and you jump a bit too far, and then he lands and you push the stick a little bit, but he takes mm. like four steps and he walks off and you're like, god damn it, torrent! <laughs> uh, it's it's just another one of those subjective things. Like imagine taking the fucking oxen from Forbidden West and trying to do the same thing. Like if it just had a jump, well, you can't because it doesn't have a double jump. It also can't turn on the spot. In the same way that Torrent can, like where he just yeah, so yeah, I guess feeling good and being good are different because like a horse cannot turn on the spot like Torrent can, and also a horse cannot disappetate out of nothing, which is like yeah, an unfair so, advantage. Like that's where I'm like I'm like Red Dead Redemption Two horses felt good because they felt like a horse in the world where it should feel like it's a hard because like that that's something i could challenge because you're like it feels good but it also doesn't feel fun to play as because they're kind of slow and they don't turn very well because that's how a real horse is exactly yeah right. it's so like, that's why i'm like it's it depends on what you're in and in the world of elden ring torrent fits just that's fine it because it's, it's a fantasy world and you can make a horse do whatever the fuck you want like appear between your legs yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, look, I'm, I'm, I promise I won't compare it to Forbidden West unfairly ever again. Yeah, especially when you were wrong about Forbidden West and just slandering it about something that they fixed in the in the in the most recent game. I feel I, I don't know how I got that into my head. I was sure that was the case. I thought I remembered unlocking it, but maybe. Yeah, uh, I mean, you are right. Unconscious bias is how you did it. Unconscious bias. Mm. Moving right along, Govinda, you can expect more PlayStation acquisitions. Does this news shock you? Surprise! No, we spoke about it last week where I was like, it's probably going to be another acquisition. Because remember when we had like, oh, there's three things that are meant to happen. Of course, it's going to be acquisitions. And I feel like Jim Ryan said this many times before, like mm. they're going to acquire more stuff, especially around the Activision Blizzard stuff. They're like, yeah, we're going to get more studios. Like it's going to happen. Now, I think the biggest thing that they could do, the craziest, biggest thing they could do is buy from software. Yeah, I don't know that that's going to happen now. <laughs> I think they could After probably... Elden Ring? Yeah. Well... If they were going to do it, they should have done it before Elden Ring released. Mm. I think they could still do it. It would just cost a hell of a lot more. Well, yeah, this was reiterated this week in a rare podcast appearance by bigwig Jim Ryan. Uh, you know, he's talking the about... dog. It's interesting, though, because he does talk about how they, they want to grow through acquisition, which really seems like the antith- antithesis... Antithesis... Of their original, of their original goal, which was to develop the teams they had. So it's a real pivot. Both? Yeah, well, I think that's because <laughs> like, I think you can develop the teams you have, but I think when you've got a your direct competition buying publishers with like five, six, seven studios each, you have to do something. Although that's you have funny. To pivot. That's funny because I was even reading in the New York Times of all rags that maybe that Microsoft. Uh, Activision Blizzard yeah. might not happen. Yeah. yeah so, like, too. if that doesn't happen, then Xbox, like, Bethesda's great and all, but that, it was the Activision one that was the big, the big guns. Well, for just because of the sheer cost of it, for sure. But, like, for me as a gamer, I'm still more upset about the Bethesda one than I would have ever been about Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Like, you can have Call of Duty and Diablo. Enjoy. Like, I'm good. <laughs> Go your hardest. <laughs> Like, okay. Whereas, like, I, I'm going to be sad to not get Fallout, and I'm going to be sad to not get the next Elder Scrolls and Star, Starfield, you know? Like, they're the ones I'm like, ah, I would like to play them. It was disappointing. I think the move is, like you talked about, like, maybe you look at the, the cheapy Xbox. That might be a good way to get them. Yeah, maybe. I'm actually, like, at the point where I'd, <laughs> I don't really want... I don't really want an Xbox, right? I don't really want to have an Xbox necessarily. So I'm like, I'd maybe even just rent one, but more likely at some point, I, again, I've talked about this for years, but I'd probably just build a PC. Yeah, right. That's that's how I you plan know? plan on dealing with it, but it's no one really wants an Xbox, Govindi. You're just sort of <laughs> given one or you find yourself with no, one. People do want an Xbox. It's not bad. I don't hate the Xbox. I just don't. I've got a small desk. I can't really fit an Xbox here. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's all I have for you. I figure we could just round back out with some uh, deep, deep Elden Ring talk. And you know how I'm going to kick it off? Yeah. By directing everyone to watch the fucking video you directed to me, the pacifist run of Elden Ring. I watched the whole thing last night. It was absolutely unbelievable. You watched the whole thing? That's I impressive. The whole I know. Thing. How crazy is it? So for everyone listening, a player, a YouTuber, I guess, by the name of Iron Pineapple went through the entire game of Elden Ring in a pacifist run run so he didn't okay let's clear this up a little bit because me and Cal had a bit of a not a row we had a conversation about it <laughs> he didn't deal any damage that was his specific rule and I, I appreciated that he never at least as far as we saw in the footage he never deviated from it I believe him yeah so he did have a, an ability Cal refresh my memory what's it called where it pushes them away I, I believe it's called 
rejection? Repulsion? Yeah, that's the one. So he had an incantation called repulsion or rejection, which just blasts people away from you. And he would use it to knock yeah. enemies off cliffs and stuff like that. And Kale argued that wasn't necessarily pacifist. And I was like, well, if someone's swinging a giant sword at you and you just use an ability to push them away and they happen to fall off a cliff. Really? He, he even comments on it. He's like, look, technically gravity killed them. But his, the, actual, <laughs> the actual baseline is if it doesn't cause a single point of damage, then it's not yeah. damaging them. And that's something yeah. he sticks to in other ways. Like he... He almost he tries to charm someone, but notices it's doing a single point of damage, so he won't allow himself to do that. Yeah, well, he, there was like towards the end, there was enemies that were susceptible to going to sleep, but he had a, he, the only spell he had to put them to sleep would do damage. So then he found like a torch, and its special ability was to put them to sleep without doing any damage. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very interesting. But the fact that he just totally spec'd to be a healer. And he just keeps these like various summons alive. Like it's yeah, very yeah. cool. So that's the trick. He would summon everything and then just buff them and heal them throughout the fight. And then even towards the end, as it was getting more hot, like more difficult, he would then create a build on himself, summon the mimic tier, which would then turn into him, and then he would go back to just summoning, uh, just to healing and buffing and stuff like that. It was very, very clever. Yeah. And even at the end, he's like, I didn't expect to finish this game. I thought I'd no. just see how far I could get. And then he gets to the end and he actually finishes it. It's pretty crazy. There's, I highly recommend everyone watch it. Like it, It's a joy. It does go for half an hour. It's a solid the investment. <laughs> I think the, the craziest thing is, like he's going up into the, the second last boss, which took me maybe... I want to say 10 attempts to get like it took me a while to get there he doesn't his first go yeah and i think it's it shows just like the the sheer like diversity of builds you can have in this game and how they can all be effective if you plan it correctly it's it's super impressive we should use that to get into our own thoughts but my lord i don't know what to do with myself now like we've talked about i'm just playing it again just because I have nothing else in my life, apparently. It's incredible. It really is, like... I think it's the best game I've played in years. I think about it constantly. I'm, I've got Fextra Life open in front of me. I check their build guides every day just to see what's possible, to see what people are coming up with. I've also... I'm on um, Elden Bling, r slash Elden Bling, which is a fashion subreddit, and there's also r slash Soul Sliders, which is, like, the, it's just how to make fucking... Uh, I actually did make... um. Uh, Noctis. Stop. How to make what? Uh, Finish the thought. <laughs> Noctis. <laughs> no, no, no. Soul sliders. It's how to make... Oh, character sliders. Yeah, you make uh, various characters. Oh, uh, okay. For the yeah, character yeah. creation part when you're building... And it gives character. you the... Okay, with you. Yeah, like it lets you know how to do it yourself. So I've got, yeah, Noctis from Final Fantasy fifteen, and it's really good. It actually looks like him. It's That's actually kind of cool. I didn't even... I'm, look, if I start again, I will probably do that just to have yeah. some sick character. That or I'll do what the, the classic Souls-like thing is and just build a fucking monster, like an ugly, horrific beast with green skin and just Fuck. absolutely horrific. I'm blanking it, but... It, um. Someone made the... What's the president that I'm not a crook? <laughs> Nixon? But, yes. Yeah, someone made him yeah. and it's exactly him. It's so good. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I really do appreciate that a lot. Oh. Uh, how do you want to do this? I Look, I just kind of wanted to just... I guess even revisit some of the... This is, this is how I wanted to frame this. When we first talked about this, we, we had a contentious discussion about Stormvale Castle and the, the the complexity, the size. You didn't think it was as big as other places in previous Souls games. Yeah. Did you find the boss fight beneath it? No, maybe not. Because I didn't. Where the stone sword key goes? Well, I found another stone sword 
key. There's a few ways to get down there, but essentially there's, you know, Roger, like the uh, the sorcerer, I fucked up his quest line because I didn't find the boss that lives underneath Stormvale Castle. And it's, yeah, no, neither did I. it's not very exciting, to be honest, because I'd, it's one of those fucking, um, you know, root worms, you know, the massive big... Worms. Uh, yeah, you fight yeah, yeah. you fight too many of them. W Y R M. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one of those, but it would have been the first one you'd seen in the game by a long shot. But anyway, you're meant to go down there and fucking kill that thing, and there's a whole area. It's not a huge area to be honest, but that blew me away at a hundred. Would that stop him turning into stone? I don't know. That's why I'm kind of playing again to actually get through the NPC. No, look, I didn't. I'm gonna look if we're going back to that, I, I still stand by that I don't think it's like the most impressive castle like dungeon ever by any means but i was blown away the further i got into the game and i go to like Rey lucaria academy you know yeah and it's yep. just the craziest place ever or volcano manor which on its surface is just like one like one room and a hallway and then all of a sudden you're in a whole little town behind it and then beyond that mm. you go into another castle where you're doing another fight and then you go beyond that and it's like it just kept on going and so the the scale of those like legacy dungeons really, I feel like right after Stormvale Castle, it just really like escalates and it's, it is very impressive. We didn't talk about, for me, it hit at, we talked about this today, actually, like Lane Dell, you get to the capital and then it just feels like you just have like five different areas to go to. Like everything opens oh, up. Yeah. You just start progressing through all these different like storylines. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but did you find like you found the round table hold? We should say we're going to... Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Vague. Yeah. Maybe we the should have said one. spoilers up front. Uh, talking pretty generally about the game now. Oh, yeah. Probably spoilers, I guess, at this point. I, I guess, this is one of those games where, like, I can't show you what a boss looks like, and that's probably the biggest spoiler. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to talk like, story spoilers. I guess locations. I, I, I couldn't if I wanted to, dude. Like, I, yeah. I know parts of the story, little bits and pieces, but I couldn't repeat them. Too many names are too similar that I'm not going to remember and I'll get it wrong anyway. This is a game that is almost, to its credit, is not spoilerable. <laughs> well, I think, well, just to finish that thought, that roundtable hold, I had fucking the wildest goosebumps. Once I realized, because you come in from a different yeah. direction and the lights and are like, out. This is familiar yes, for some that reason. Was, yeah. And that's actually a trick they did in Dark Souls 3. You have the Firelink Shrine during the day and you go there at night, like in a totally end game situation. I really, really loved that. And uh, and again, that, that moment I was talking about, like where I found an elevator and went to some insane place, that was uh, Siofra River, like that kind yep, of okay. where the stars where like are the, in the, the sky. The sky is there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... And, yeah, once I realised as well that there are no stars in Limgrave. And also, do you know and that there's no sun? The Erd tree well, is the I, sun. Well, I, I assume that's why one of the endings is called Age of Stars, is because it finally will bring the stars back. Well, is it's... That- well, the, I think, like, the, I actually have gone down the fucking rabbit hole. Radan was keeping them away with the gravity powers. Like, once you beat him, the stars come back, and then there will be stars. Oh, and that's why the stars start falling. And yeah. Then, yeah, okay, I'm with you. The that was something that blew me away too because I finally beat Rodan, who was a fucking dog. I hated him so much. I will. Funnily I, enough, they actually just patched the game again, and they <laughs> unintentionally made him easier, and now he's back to his full strength. Where <laughs> I must have beaten him when he was a bit easier, and I'm taking it. Yeah, I, I don't. Home. I don't ever want to do that fight again. Really, that uh, that stands out as. To me, the worst fight in the game, but that's just me. Uh, he he just has he hits too hard. He has too much health, and he can do too many range spell attacks. And it's like 
it felt like a whole lot of just riding around and summoning people constantly. I'm sure there are builds that people have that just break him. Yeah. Uh, but, like... I, I wonder, though, because I think that might have been before I realised I had nowhere fucking near enough health. That might have just been when I still hadn't really pumped health to, like, 40 yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I did a similar thing, too. I think I... I had like 35 in vigor and by the end of the game it was closer to like 50 and yeah, like I think, you just have to. Yeah, I think I had about 50 at the end. But it it's just the game is fucking gigantic and that's something that I just I can't fathom even now how big it is. Like I was I finished the game with I think 97 hours played with a platinum. Yeah. And at 87 hours I went to a whole new area I'd never seen and I was like the fact that it like like again I probably compare this closest to and I guess it's a loose comparison, but just, I don't know, similar styles, but Zelda Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah, I think, look, I think that comparison and the Forbidden West is valid. They're all open world action RPGs. It's Yeah, valid. but I guess the sense, of, the sense of exploration, like, I would think Forbidden West is much more akin to, like, an Ubisoft kind of open world game. You've got a heart mm. that tells you where you're going. There's a lot of pathfinding, like, whereas I feel like the exploration side of things... Uh, Zelda matches Eldering a lot closer yeah, to that. Where you, that sense mystery. of discovery. Yeah, there's yeah. mystery to it. And I reckon I... Because something I do in all games is I literally will just go like, oh, there's these towers I need to do to unlock the map. I'm going to go do all of those. One, Elden Ring doesn't let you do that. No, like, you, you can't have to get, get to through all. certain areas. You have to pass certain story milestones to get to the certain area to find the map piece to unlock the area. Mm. Whereas in Zelda, I reckon I'd found every area in the first... 20 hours of that game because I literally would just look in the distance and be like there's a tower I'm going to go there and I would just unlock yeah. the entire map first so to be able to show me a brand new place 90 hours into a game is crazy and it was not yeah. a small area <laughs> no <laughs> it no it's full of secrets and craziness so that's that's and pretty it, crazy it's not perfect like I definitely towards the end I think they reuse several bosses too many times like there's yeah. specifically the those fucking specifically yeah, like the worms and the um, the like cats. the Erd tree guardians, the yeah, cats. True. There's a few of those. Uh, yeah. Actually, they're not as bad because at least that was spread out. But like the Erd tree guardians, I got to a point where I was like, I'm just gonna do all the minor Erd trees. So I just had to fight like ten of them back to and back. And they are basically seemingly exactly the same. Yeah, like they changed the numbers, but it's the same move set really. Yeah, there might be in a different area. Like one of them was rotting me by hitting pots that were around that were causing rot and stuff like that but generally they were pretty much the same but i think that is something where you're like okay sure you're versing duplicates of the same enemies like repeated and some like some dungeon layouts were not the same but rooms in dungeons were reused the catacombs specifically yeah catacombs specifically yeah. also the the horse little chariot things that would kill you they show up quite often yeah, they're, they are their own thing. Those are the hero's graves. Yeah, um, right. I didn't so, really realize that was a type of dungeon. But yeah, I yeah. didn't love them either. If I didn't love honest. them. But then there's also things where like, again, 80 hours in, like I didn't realize the things that shoot fire down the hallway, you can hit them and they lower and it's an elevator and you can get on them and go up them. Like I was like, how is that? So Who figured that out? Like there's so yeah. many secrets about this game where you think you know what's happening because you've been somewhere similar before and then something yeah. completely different happens. Like we have a stream on our YouTube of us playing where we find a completely hidden invisible floor in a room. Yeah, like literally the floor is invisible. You can drop down onto it and it looks like you're standing on an abyss. That was it, very cool. I forgot. That was cool. That. And like the only way we found is that we just looked over and we like, wait, there's a there's a note. A message. Nothing Someone's left it. Down there, and so we jumped on, and it was an invisible floor, and we were like, "Oh, what the fuck!" And that's how we found the boss, which had the death root. Yeah, it was a whole thing. It was. I do, I do crazy. find myself 
conflicted though because I almost want to play offline so I don't have that, but then you would never find those things. Like you would never have found that. Exactly. And that's, that's, it's one yeah. of those things where one of the draws for me for this game and any Souls game that comes out ever is it becomes a community event. It's not yeah. just like, a, I'm going to play Last of Us by myself and like I'll know what's going on. And I'll, I'll talk to my I'll friends get- and be like, oh, did this happen to you? But it's like a, hey, here's a game where we're going to tell you literally nothing about how to play it. Like, yeah. except here's how you swing a weapon and here's how you call a horse. But everything else, you're going to figure out how to do it yourself. And you're going to, or you're going to go onto a subreddit or onto Life or PowerPix and you'll talk to a community that's going to find stuff out together. Yeah. And it's very rare that that sort of game comes along. And the only other one I can think of it again is Zelda. Like, there were bits in Zelda where I was yeah. like, how do I fucking do this one little thing that I have to do? And someone's like, you got to push the tree, obviously, and roll it down the hill and put it over there. And you're like, oh, what? Should have thought of that. Like, blowing my mind with like weird little physics puzzles and stuff. It's just crazy that Elden Ring can do that, but also be one of the deepest like combat systems I've ever played. Like there's that that was the f- the failure of Zelda is that like uh, the combat wasn't great. Like you know, you, it's it's a Zelda game. It's not really the focus. True, it's- true. But th- there was a point I think last time when we spoke about it, and you were saying that like there are there's no other move sets. Like you just have the and I'm like I think there is. Like you get a you can get a spear and it's different to a sword. That's different to a heavy weapon. Like there are different move sets, but. Uh, there is something but that I, is, I think back, I'm like, man, the weapons breaking is such a buzzkill. It is. And I, I'm actually generally down for that kind of thing. Like, I like durability. Durability was in the earlier Dark Souls games. Just I don't tone hate it way that. down. Yeah, it was like six attacks and your weapon's like basically done. Yeah. But yeah. that was almost part of it is that you just had so many weapons there and you'd throw it at people and they'd break and do more damage when they're thrown. So you'd always like break, get it straight to the end of its durability, and then throw it to do the extra damage to finish it off. Yeah, but and again, be... it's just different. Like I liked in Elden Ring that I had my fucking longsword from the start. I maxed yeah, exactly. it out. It was yeah. like literally I started the game with it, and it was always relevant. Well, when I was talking about the Electo like Black Knife Ringleader, the sword that I pulled out was the first straight sword that I'd upgraded that I just got to plus twenty five, and I was like, oh, I'll just use this instead because it does it's quicker and will do what I need it to do. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, look, I know we're talking about Elden Ring, but for Zelda, the next one, I would hope that they would tweak that a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I think they've got to know that. That's yeah, feedback. Th- the way Elden Ring learnt from Zelda, Zelda should learn from Elden Ring a little bit. Obviously, it's not going to be nearly as a h- hardcore as Elden Ring is, but there are definitely yeah. some things they could they could learn for sure. I love it because this, if Dark Souls is anything to go by, we're going to see 10 years of video games copying Elden Ring now. And everyone's yeah. gonna like try it, like do their own spin. I'd love a fucking Horizon game where there are no tall necks, and you can't just see where all the grazing grounds are. Like well, you no, actually no, have no. to find them. True, tall necks. Don't get rid of the tall necks, but it doesn't tell you where everything is. It just opens yeah. the map up. It just clears the I, fog. It's such a simple thing, and that's why I think it's in the true sense of the word genius, because it's such a simple thing, but no one does it like that. We've it's just gone a that, different. Though, we've gone a different route. Like the Ubisoft route. That's what happened. Because <laughs> I think it's a philosophy thing where like with Horizon, the developer wants you to see everything. So they tell you where everything is. Yeah. Whereas in in Elden Ring, they're like, everything's there it's, if you want to find it. And we're not going to tell you where everything is. We're not going to tell you anything is. There's going to be NPCs that are like, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go here. And if you didn't remember or write down where they're going, yeah. you're not going to find them. And that's, that's not for any everyone, but 
for me, that speaks of just so much confidence. Like, they're just like, we've got this shit. It's out there. Like, if you're going to go get it, it's there. But, like, we're not going to hold your hand. You actually have to work for it. Like, yeah, that is you it. don't like, just get a, this. It's- I got to the end and I was like, man, I really should have started. I should have taken notes when I spoke to, like, any NPC. But then again, yeah. like, they don't always tell you where they're going. They're just like, someone's in the round table hold and then they're not. And you're like, what? <laughs> also, and uh, like, I'm trying to be more critical. I think we should give this a score to round it out. But like, yeah. we actually, we got fucked as early adopters because within that first patch, they added new legs to NPC quest lines. So like, I think there were just NPC quests that were fucked up and that wasn't our fault. It was just because the game wasn't totally Were they fucked ready. up or were they just expanded upon? Like, did they have an ending originally? Because I, I would assume that the NPC quest had an ending, but then they were like, let's just add more stuff into the quest I think line. some of them didn't. Like, as far as I know, Kenneth Height, the dude you meet in Limgrave, and he's like, go clear out my fort. As far as I understand, he doesn't really have an ending to his story. I could oh, be wrong about that. we were talking that. about that and you're so... Dude... Honestly, because that was one I was complaining about where I'm like, I speak to this guy and he's like, go clear out my fort. And I did it and he's in the fort and I talked to him and he was like, well, I guess I'm not it. I guess we'll have to wait to find the Elden Lord, whatever. And he just stops. And I was like, I got nothing for that. Because I'm such a fucking nerd and I've been down the rabbit hole. He's actually looking for the rightful ruler of Limgrave because... That's it, yeah. Yeah, the grafted one. He is like the usurper. And I think there's like some contention that it's actually Nefeli. Who helps you fight? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the son of yeah, the, the dude in the chick. in the round table hold, or the daughter yeah. of the of the guy in the round table hold that gives you all the info on the shard bearers. Yeah. So I think my understanding is that quest line, at least maybe in an older version, it was meant to be her, and you sort of reinstate her as the ruler. But yeah, it's so crazy because I do want to go back and do some of these quest lines because I know for like the second last boss fight, you can summon Nefeli to help you, but you have to get through the quest like their quest first and I don't know yeah. where she went like I spoke to her at some point I gave her some potion that some dude told me to give her and then she just disappears I'm like I don't know where she is and that's that's almost one thing where I'm like I it almost annoys me where I'm like I love the sense of discovery but sometimes NPCs do just disappear and they never told you what their plans were no, they give you vague. no indication so if you don't just stumble upon them again they're gone like this fear is- like, I would have never found fear. No, no, I never would either. I never would have been able to do Rani's quest line. And that's, like, main content, it feels like. Like, like I feel like if I had if I did this offline from the beginning, the only way I would have gotten to see quest lines finish would have been for me to have put in 500 hours into this game and just stumble upon people again. Like, there you are. Yeah, and people do that. You. People do that. That's how, like, some of these things have been figured out because when you have... 20 million people playing a game someone figures it out and they like post it and yeah and that's kind of at the heart of why this game is so fucking awesome because there's still things popping up like they oh yeah the, the community thinks there's another ending that no one's found yet and that's so sick like i didn't even realize there's seven i thought there was three but there's well, i got the the photo that i posted on our instagram was of me getting another ending other than the elden lord like when you yeah. touch that statue at the end it's like fix the ring and become what that's the elden lord ending and i forget what mine was called <sighs> the un something about the dead yeah you got the fear and so there's the there's the elden lord ending and then there's four variations depending on which npcs you ultimately sided with so you got fears do you know what it was called? What was it called? Uh, it's like, it's re- like restores tw- death to the to the lands between. Yeah, it's it's like I it's kind of considered one of the better endings. None of them are great, <laughs> but that's I think that's yeah. You like restore the death 
rune. So yeah, people can die again. Yeah, it's like the frenzy flame one the... just burns everything to the ground. Which again, like people think, is not the worst because at the least it's something fire. new. Yeah, it's like, and then like Rani, we yeah, it's too far down the rabbit hole. We could do a whole episode about this thing, but we couldn't. I don't know enough. <laughs> I can send you some <laughs> literature if you like. <laughs> it's it's funny because when. There was a point where we had a conversation about when's too early to review a game and I was like I was like, there's probably not much more I could see that's gonna change my score for this game. Yeah. yeah. But then the but then I saw another <laughs> eighty hours of the game. And it probably did change it a little bit. Maybe not a lot, but definitely a little bit. Again, the just the fucking confidence of it, because I think Limgrave is one of the most incredibly designed areas. Like just as it is, like just Limgrave, West, East and the Weeping Peninsula to the south, like that's so good, but it's also probably the weakest area in the game. Like it's compared <laughs> well, to it actually to is level wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, but it's so well designed and awesome. But then, like, even Leonia or like once you get to yeah, like mountain top of giants and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I kind of feel like that area might be a little underdeveloped. Well, actually, I noticed that, I f- and I could be wrong because I feel like towards the end, I'm just like pushing to get to the end. I was pretty high level. So I didn't feel the need to get stronger. And so once you get kind of past the capital, I felt like my desire to explore diminished. Yeah, I had the same thing. I I was kind of beelining it to to where I was going rather than actually being like, oh, I'm going to look everywhere in this area. Because like Limgrave, I cleared... I didn't clear it, obviously. But I I was in Limgrave for 30 plus hours. And I was probably in the mountaintop of giants for... 10. I wasn't even that. I think I just beelined straight to the fire giant and then I beat yeah. my head against that for a few hours. But So, looking at the pacifist run, and I could be... Oh, maybe not the pacifist run. I was looking at something. It seems like the fire giant is not compulsory. No, the fire giant is. I swear you it... said he came back and beat the fire giant. Because uh, he used the, the, the fucking speed running glitch to get to Faramazula, which I, I, I think is bullshit. I hate that that's like considered legal for a speed run. Well, speed runs come in different categories. So, like, yeah. there are categories that are no glitches or no, like, none of that yeah. stuff. And but that's not-, not. I actually, oh, God, we do need to wrap this up. But I watched the world record speed run, which was under 18 minutes. Fuck, yeah. it's crazy, dude. It's not the same even... guy, isn't it? He's been getting it down like every yeah, couple of minutes. So. Like, though the weird thing is, his name's not on the speedrun website that I could find. But he has a speedrun timer. It's on the timer. tip of my tongue. He has a speedrun timer going while he's playing. It doesn't count like leaving the game and going back in. As soon as you're on a loading screen, it pauses as well. But it's just crazy what he does because he's got to get through like Malaketh with like twenty levels and plus eight basic sword oh no maybe it's a special plus eight like it's a a good plus eight but it's just so crazy and he was like oh he just got good rng and he just uses this like freezing stomp ashes of war that just seems to break yeah just seems to break all of the enemies that he's playing and it was funny because i was trying to beat the boss and it was like just use this and i tried it it just didn't work for me (laughs) it's actually been nerfed that's another thing that's changed because it was really overpowered to start with i wonder yeah if he's Still just using slows it. them completely. It's crazy. The amount of times I had to go, like, towards the end, certain, like, trophy bosses were definitely tough because, like, I was overleveled for a lot of the early bosses I had to go back and beat, but towards the end, I was like, okay, these are actual challenges. Yeah, and I was looking up, like, different things to help me get through, and, like, a couple of them were just such crazy incantations that I was doing so much damage with, but I just never found them because I didn't go through a certain quest line or they were just in a weird little hidden yeah. path. And then I get them, like, man, the, if I had these... 
60 hours ago, 20 hours ago, yeah. it would have been crazy. <laughs> I will say that is my biggest regret with the game is that you can't get your first playthrough again. And I, I did what I always do, which was I just kind of played a quality build. No magic, not really any incantations. I just kind of like beat shit up. I, I got to try a lot of weapons, though. That's sort yeah. of where I spent my time and energy. But I wish I'd... I've got to cast a playthrough in me, which is... Yeah. Like, See, that's I'm, it. Like That's like after 100... To wrap it up, after 130 hours, I'm looking forward to playing it again. <laughs> yeah, look, I, uh, I am too. It's, it's such a good game. And I, I'm glad I did what I did where I still... I did a familiar build but with a twist where I did heavy faith and it... Yeah. So I was still throwing stuff, but I was still able to use a shield and I was using a sword that did good damage. And uh, I think I, I probably could have min-maxed a little bit more efficiently where I put more into strength to make my sword do more, but I was so onto my incantations doing some good damage. That I yeah. And then I got like the... I think it is the, the flame drake talisman that it was doing more flame damage which was what my ash was on my blasphemous blade and i was just destroying things it was really the term cool. we learned you were deleting enemies <laughs> i was deleting <laughs> hordes of enemies like you go to a group of 10 enemies that were not like big ones and i would throw that ash down it would just tower through them and i'd delete them all in one go well look that's it that's um that's elden ring i think we move on with our lives somewhat at least in terms of this podcast well whoa, whoa, been... whoa, not just yet oh Julie, sorry I, I see that you've it looks like you've adjusted the review rubric to some extent and being that we both have a platinum trophy i think it's about time that we score elden ring officially i i I, I, I'm looking at the text. I don't think you can get me on the technicality anymore. But I for don't me, think you can anymore. Good job. <laughs> I did sneak in there. There was a sneaky edit. Uh, for me, this is a 10. This is like, this is it. This is the benchmark. I can't even really think of, as much as I love The Last of Us, I'd rather this. For me, this is like just all gameplay. It's all builds. It's all exploration. It's new. Yeah, it depends what you're it's... looking for, I guess, too, right? Like, if you're looking for a story, oh, yeah. I'll take The Last of Us any day of the week. And then same with God of War. But it's got to be it's got to be a 10, right? I don't this think is... that there's a game that I've played like this since God of War. And which what's so incredible is we might get another PS5 from Software game. It's early enough that we might actually... Oh, surely. Well, they they actually... I mean, it takes time. They usually do... Well, Sekiro well, wasn't that long ago. At least four say, years. Yeah, yeah. We've got at like, least you'll four definitely, years. You'll definitely get another one in the PS5 generation. It'll be a PS5 Pro probably by that point, but that's still the generation. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I agree with the consensus. That is not a brave on your opinion to <laughs> say that this is a 10 out of 10, but and it really my, deserves it. My final thought is that I was like... Everyone's given this game high reviews because they're obviously fans of the, the genre. And I guess we are both also fans of the genre. But it is also the most accessible of any yeah, game from, it is from like, software, for sure. It is incredible. Like, everyone we know is playing it. Everyone we know is at least on track to finish it. Even, like, people that don't play from software games that I've spoken to, then they were like, should I get it? And I was like, just just do it and see how you go. And yeah, I've... They're enjoying it and they, they get it and it's fun. and It maybe isn't their favorite game of all time, but I think it's <laughs> definitely their favorite From Software game considering they've never played one before. I will say there is, and maybe I'm too in the hole for this game now, but there is like a certain breed of player who got this game and they just like, they come out, there's the fucking, whatever he fucking is, the big golden knight on the horse at the very start of the game. Oh, yeah. But you, 
you're clearly not meant to fight him, but they just ram their heads against it and then they give up the game because they're like, I just couldn't beat the first boss. You're like, how is that what you came to? And you're like, like how like, is oh, that? Ma- you couldn't beat Margie? And they're like, no, the dude in the horse. You're like, you just, you go, a- you go this around. This is a real thing. I've seen multiple accounts of this, of people that should know better. And they're just like, I just couldn't beat him. I, I don't think it's fair. It's not balanced well. You're like, no, you're an idiot. That's what happened. <laughs> Explore, what you happened. moron. Give in to get me out of here. I'm losing my voice. And on that, Elden Ring is officially a LLP 10 out of 10. Boom. First of its kind, I think. First of its kind. And the last. We only give out one in a generation. <laughs> this well, was it. We, that's we blew true. our load early on this one, but it was a worthy one. This has been episode 44 of Long Live Play. I've been me. Kale's been him. If you like us, please review us on Apple Podcasts. Written reviews only. Nah, kidding. We'll take it all, but written reviews really help. <laughs> Um, I'm going to add YouTube to the link tree on socials at Long Live Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, follow along. We'll probably stream some Destiny at some point, maybe, if I can be bothered. Mm, yes, um, yes. But anyway, have a good time with life. <laughs> Play Elden Ring if you haven't. You fucking idiot. That was aggressive. Take it back. I take it back. But play Elden Ring. You should. It's very good. 10 out of 10. Given to guarantee you'll enjoy it a little bit. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Bye.